Welcome to the official podcast of the Hoffeld Group. Your host is the CEO and Chief Sales Trainer of the Hoffeld Group, David Hoffeld. Welcome to the Science of Selling, the place where you get actionable sales insights that are backed by hard science. I'm your host, David Hoffeld, and today we are going to talk about a very important topic that I rarely hear addressed, and I am going to give you my unfiltered thoughts on this, and that is, how do you spot a weak sales trainer? And and this matters. Let me explain why. I'm assuming that I'm not the only voice you're listening to, and that's good because there are a lot of really smart, good people in sales, sales trainers and leaders who share content that you should be listening to. And in coming episodes, I want to highlight some of these people that are valuable contributors in the world of selling. Now, that said, uh, that's not everybody, right? There are some horrendous sales trainers out there. I mean, they are bad. They should just stop what they're doing but they just won't retire already. They continue to espouse their unhelpful thoughts and often mislead people. But today we're going to talk about four ways you can spot them so you don't get led down this rabbit trail following some charismatic or entertaining person who has horrendous content. So what do you do? I'm going to pull back the veil here, and this is something that I've kind of toned it down a lot on. If you would have read a early copy of The Science of Selling My Book, you would have probably said two things. Number one, wow, this is really hard to understand because it was the early copies where I had read so many academic journals over the years. That's kind of how I wrote. And you can still see this if you look at some of the content, the early content on my website, huffeldgroup.com. Some of those older articles, you're like, oh boy, I think I know what he's saying, but I'm not sure. And that's kind of how I wrote it. We had to rewrite, 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 rewrite. I rewrote the science of selling so many times. Didn't really change the content, but the way I conveyed it to make it really understandable. The second thing you would have said if you would have read a really early copy of the science of selling is, wow, he is hard on sales trainers. And I was, I toned it down a lot in the finished copy. No, I was still hard on it. But let's dive in and talk about how can you identify a weak sales trainer. I'm going to give you four things. I think a few of these, you would not guess that I would say. Number three, I think most of you, especially those who are loyal listeners who have read The Science of Selling, you probably know number three is coming, but I'm guessing you aren't going to expect these first few, especially. And the first one, I'm guessing most of you haven't thought of. It's just something that I don't have any studies on this, but I've observed this. Weak sales trainers focus on, to a large extent, and lead with rapport building. In fact, that, they say, is the number one thing you need to know. And if you talk about what do you offer in training that is really helpful, they'll say, I help people build more rapport. Now, let's get something straight here. Does rapport matter? Absolutely. I've written about the likability bias, the halo effect, the science of rapport. How do we build it? Why it matters? Absolutely. It does. I think my content on rapport is backed by science, and I think I have as much of it as anyone else. That said, if you or your organization called me up and said, David, we have 60 minutes, and we need you to do some training, or 90 minutes, or even a day, we want the most impactful things you have, I'm going to tell you right now, it's 
highly unlikely we would talk about rapport. We're going to talk about the mental steps of the decision-making process. We're going to talk about how to ask high-gain follow-up questions, how to reframe anything within the stale, how to use stories, buying motivators, heuristics, those rules our brains follow when forming judgments. I'm going to talk about Nobel Prize-winning science that can transform your sales. I'm not going to talk about rapport. And what weak sales trainers usually do is they lead with and overemphasize rapport building. Now, why do they do that? That's all they got. They don't have a lot. So they overemphasize rapport. So anytime, and just think about the weak sales trainers that you've run into contact with. When I reflected on what do they all have in common, most of them overemphasize rapport and minimize everything else. And the reason they do that, many of these people uh, were trained in sales 20, 30 years ago, and the methodologies they were trained on were 20, 30, 40 years old then, right? They, they've been in sales for a long period of time. They weren't trained on cutting edge stuff when they first got in, right? They were trained on some of the older content then, meaning it's really old school. Not the rapport doesn't matter. Again, not saying that. I know some people are like, he doesn't like rapport. Big on rapport. I think my, my track record on this is very strong, but I don't overemphasize it. And if you said, what are the top five things I need to know? I wouldn't go with rapport because let's be honest, there is some science on rapport that's really helpful, but the majority of rapport building is common sense. Let's get real. The majority of rapport building strategies out there, after you hear someone talk about them, the vast majority of them, you feel like you already know, or I think I've heard that, or someone told me that I think when I was like in the third grade, or it, it reads like a Boy Scout manual, right? It's very simple. So there are some advanced things I'm talking about the majority, but weak sales trainers overemphasize rapport. Let's go to number two. Weak sales trainers are often experts at business speak, but what they aren't clear on is actionable steps to improve your sales. Sometimes I'll see this on LinkedIn where I'll see sales trainers and they can use business speak. I mean, it is impressive. I mean, they are world-class at this. They will use words that I'm like, oh, that's, I've never heard that before. Or it's cutting edge. I mean, they on the cutting edge of business speaks. These, these, these people are innovators in the idea of business speaks. They're using these words that are very, very new and fresh. They rarely ever get into, they never get into, how do you do it? It's all real, 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 real high level concepts that you nod your head when you hear, and then you go, after you're done listening, you go, what? So they're good at talking about doing things, but they never explain how to do it, but it's seductive. So that's the second thing I've noticed. Third thing is they always are good at telling you weak sales trainers on what to do. They have a lot of strong opinions on what you should be doing, but here's where they're really weak, why you should be doing it. And this is a big one for me, and this is probably the most predictable of this list that many of you probably saw coming. The billionaire Ray Dalio, a genius on financial matters, he says this, don't pay it as much attention to people's conclusions as to the reasoning that led them to their conclusions. Amen to that, right? Can I get an amen? Thank you, Ray Dalio. We need a little more of that in sales training. It's great that someone wants to tell you how to, how to sell more effectively, but why is their way 
better than what you're currently doing. And often people will say, well, that's what I did back in the day, or hey, it worked for ABC company or XYZ company. They can show you no clear evidence of causality. It's a, it's a faith-based endeavor. Just trust me, it worked. Just to see, you know, you know, trust me, look at my title. And that's not enough. If they can't tell you the why, always doubt the how. That's a general rule that I have, not just for sales, but most things in life. And if they can't tell you why, always doubt the how. So if someone cannot tell you why their way is better and show you objective, verifiable evidence that you can verify for yourself, then you shouldn't trust the how. Why would you? Which is why I always say selling is just too important based on anything other than proven science. And the fourth way to tell if someone is a weak sales trainer is they haven't created anything of their own. What a lot of people do is they brag about this too, which I think is just shameful. They say, you know, what we do is we're kind of the best of. So we grab a little bit of this trainer, a little bit of this trainer's content, this one, this one, this one. We mix it all together and we give it to you. So they're basically vultures stealing other people's content. And they're really good at criticizing, but they can't create anything on their own. They have no original thoughts, right? They haven't added anything to the conversation. They simply steal other people's content and regurgitate it back. But these people are weak. It's not that they, they don't want to create content. It's that they can't. Because if they could, why wouldn't you? You would, right? So they're weak, meaning the best they can do is take other people's content and say, oh, I like this questioning model from this methodology. I'll take that. And I'll take this from this one. Ooh, I like this from this one. I like this from this one. And I'll mix it all up and I'll put my name on it. So always be wary of those people. But I think the great thing when you look at sales training is always to question, always question, right? Why should I do it your way? Is there really evidence behind it? If there is, then it's pretty safe to embrace. And if there's not, I would run in the other direction. Why? Because as I mentioned a few minutes ago, selling is just too important to be based on anything other than real evidence. And when you avoid those trainers who overemphasize and lean with rapport, when you avoid those who are innovators in business speak, but don't ever get into any clear, actionable ideas that can help you, you avoid those who love to tell you what to do, but never tell you why to do it or never have any evidence. And you avoid those who don't create anything, but just simply criticize other people and steal their content and then regurgitate it to you. You are on your way to investing your time and resources in the best training that will make the biggest impact for you. And now it's your turn. So what are you waiting for? Get out there and learn something. And after you do, go sell something. We'll see you next time.